Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, good morning, Avenue Church. So again, so great to see you again. How many get that, that video gets you pumped? Like you are like, you know you're in church and you're trying to refrain yourself from getting up. And I, I feel you. I feel you on that one. And so, man, we're so excited you guys are here. Again, if you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you today. Thanks for being here today. It's just been incredible to celebrate one year, and, uh, and just, just, it's been amazing. And so thank you again uh, just for your generosity. Thank you again for, uh, man, calling Avenue Church your home. If you're here for the first time, we would love for this to be a safe place for you to grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ, but also we have fun here. Can I get an amen? We might have some, uh, a lot of fun here at Avenue Church. Just so you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of service today, to celebrate our one year, uh, it's water baptisms. And we want to see people take that step of faith, not only accept Jesus, but hey, let's get water baptized and celebrate new life in Jesus Christ. If you, if you read throughout the Bible, throughout scriptures, Jesus is literally like, yes, the kingdom of, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. And yes, that amazing thing happened, but let's continue on. Let's begin to impact other lives. Let's begin to say the best is yet to come. And we're believing for Jesus to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask for, even comprehend, or even think in Jesus' name. And so we're in the middle of a series called Mixtape, and the entire higher purpose of this series is to help us to have life-giving relationships when so many are doing it wrong. So many are doing it wrong. How remember the cassette tape? How remember that? Raise your hand. You remember the cassette tape? We were handing those out and our, like some of their 930 service was like, what's on it? Right? And then 11 o'clock was like, cool. This is awesome. You know? But a mixtape was like, like early, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And you would get a blank cassette tape and you would pop it into your uh, recorder and you would wait for the radio. And, you would, and the radio would play your song or not a song. Or you'd call it in and I need you to play this song. And you would wait uh, beside the radio or the recorder. And when your song came on, right, you would hit play and yeah, there we go. There's my people that, right? Playing record, all right, on the cassette, cassette, eight tracks. Where's my eight track people at? <laughs> don't be, be proud. Be proud of that, right? So you get that cassette. Like, right? They don't know nothing about skip repeat on that disc, man. But, and so you would hit that play and record, and you would wait. Oh, some song turns on you. Ah, no, that's not my song. I'm waiting. That is not the song I want on my mixtape because I'm going to give this to somebody I like. And so you're waiting for that love song. When that love song came out, yeah, this is it. And you hit play and, play, play and record and you miss like the entire first verse, right? And you have the second verse, maybe a chorus in there. And it was a lot of work to make a mixtape. And the reason why we're calling our series Mixtape Love, Sex, and Marriage is because relationships are a lot of work. Relationships are a lot of work. Dating's a lot of work. Marriage is a lot of work. Uh, relationships are a lot of work. And so we're also uh, uh, chilling out in this 80s theme. And we're kind of going a blast from the past. And so first service, we have a great, uh, great couple, Nicole's parents, uh, Annette and Price Hopgood. So let's put up their, their modern day picture. This is them. They're on a the prayer team. They are amazing folks. They sent me their picture. They sent me when they were first met and first got together. So check this out. Yeah! <laughs> Love it! Look at that, man. Look at Price. Yeah, what's up, huh? And that she was blind, but now she could see in Jesus' name. I love these. So keep sending these in. Here's another one. My father-in-law, Todd Mose. He's on the crew. He sets up at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. So that's my father-in-law, Lindsay's, well, uh, Lindsay's dad. And there he is. And he sent me one pretty quickly. Like, he was like probably one of the first people to send me one. I was like, calm down, man. And so here's his picture. 
come on. Come on. So I can't say anything because he's my father-in-law. So we're going to move on to the next one. It's some of my favorite people, Tony and Kathleen. They're out there in the back. Hey! Don't you dare touch the lights, all right? But here they are. They're just amazing. They're wonderful. Uh, they're incredible. So check out. This is, their, this is their picture. I think when they first met, right? Whoa! Look at that. That is, uh, if you see that sign right there, that is a Bible camp. Quit hooking up at Bible camp, all right? Tony said he met his wife at a, at a, at a Christian all-nighter. Enough said, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, uh, we don't have a summer camp like that, but in, in, at the end of July, we're taking our junior hires and high schoolers to California for summer camp. All right? And so we need some adult leaders to come help us, come hang out, and uh, enjoy life out there in California in the middle of July. Come on, somebody. Vegas is all, it's 120 degrees. You're like, it's nice out. I like it out here. So make sure you send in any photos you have in that. Man, how many, as I look back at those pictures, I love our childhood. Even like the early, uh, early 80s, the late 70s, uh, early childhood. And I didn't say this last service, but my dad had a Trans Am. Put that car up. My dad had a Trans Am, and it was yellow with a big old eagle on the front. That's what my dad had. And my dad would put me in the car. So if you're an 80s parent in here, or even 70s parent, how many know I'm talking about when you're like, car seats? What's that? And so my dad would put me in the middle console. I would sit there right in the middle, about the same height as my dad. And we would drive around town, and my dad had a thing called cop. If he said cop, this is your pastor. I didn't know Jesus back then, okay? But if he said police or cop, I would go like this. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, right? You duck, right? <laughs> Get down the floorboards. <laughs> she gone, Daddy? Right? And then I became a pastor. I don't know how. Even now I'm driving, and she's like, careful, there's a police. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how we survived the 80s. Put up this. Have you ever gone to uh, McDonald's? Have you ever gone to McDonald's back in the 80s? Look at that thing. There was no plastic in the playground. That was all metal. How many remember this, right? You climb up that little tiny thing, you get up in there, and you fall out the window, break a ball, right? Ronald McDonald's like, your fault. Your fault, right? How many in school, if you went to school and uh, you walked in and you saw this, you saw the TV with the cart, you knew that was a good day. And <laughs> right? You knew that was a good day. Some of you had the projector going on, right? But you knew you're going to watch some movies, you're going to watch something, <laughs> because you're tired of looking at that every day. <laughs> Look at that projector, right? Some of you all did church this way, didn't you? You're like, great and mighty is he up there. Put your finger on that. Yeah. You know. How about, how many remember the uh, 80s playgrounds? Pop up that slide. I don't know how we survived the 80s. <laughs> Look at that slide right there. That slide, you fell off, you died. You're like, Tommy, we love you. But not only was that slide exhilarating, right? It was a blast. Like, you got up there and you were terrified. And then on the way down, it was like you gave your life to Jesus, got baptized, you know, underneath that thing. But also, not only was it terrifying, but also it burned your backside. Remember that? You're like, I don't care, right? Just go down that slide. Look at a swing in the background, the 20-foot swing. I love that. I remember those swings. You're like, Mom! Mom! Right? And your dad would do the whole underdog thing and let you go. But here's how we survived the 80s. Pop this up. This is how we survived the 80s. If we had anything broken, if we were sick, Flintstone vitamins. 
How many I'm talking about? You just pop those steaks. Mom, my arm. Here's some vitamins. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> I'm having, this is the second service. Y'all are in trouble because I'm having a lot of fun. I once had a friend came over with his son, and uh, his son was like, oh, my stomach. And I was like, man, what's the matter with your kid? And he goes, oh, he's not sick. He ate uh, a half of the um, gummy vitamins. And I went, he's indestructible. <laughs> like anything, could <laughs> anything could happen to him. But you know how he survived the 80s, man, was Flintstone vitamins. But also I remember in their childhood, even at an early age and elementary, things like that, we were discovering love, weren't we? And so I found some children's love notes. Pop these up. Let's go in order here. Are you ready? Here's one. I'm sorry that I've been chasing you outside. If you'll start to like me, I will not chase you. <laughs> right? How many know some like 40-year-old men that still do that, right? Stop chasing me, but if you just like me, I'll stop chasing you. Here's another one that I like. Here's another law. Uh, Dear Ashley, would you please be my girlfriend? I like you a lot. Yes, no, maybe. P.S. put a yes or no, or maybe. She writes no, and this is her response. I'm sorry, I already have a boyfriend, Kyle, but when we break up, you're my next choice. <laughs> and hold up, there's a P.S. That'll probably be in a month or two. <laughs> I like those ladies. You're strategic planners. This is nice. Oh, you like me? Oh, give me a month. Give me a month. I'll, I'll phase them out like mafia, right? How many know some single ladies? They're still doing that, all right? I'm with Kyle, but I got you. Here's another one. I'm not angry at you, and I'm not talking to you today and tomorrow. P.S. all day. P.S.S. I still love you. Raise your hand. That's your marriage right there, right? I am not talking to you all day. I love you. Now, if you're married in this room, here's a real marriage love note. Let's pop this one up. Here's a real marriage love note. There's a nasty-looking spider in the closet this morning. Couldn't get it. Shake out all your clothes before you put them on. <laughs> Raise your hand. That's your marriage right there, right? You're like, you're like that's my stinking... Don't put your hand down, babe. That's my stinking husband. Like, I tried to get him, so shake your clothes out. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to share these, because I've noticed that many of us have changed in many areas of our lives except for relationships. We laugh at those kids' notes, but we can reflect it upon our own lives. And that's the reason it's because there is a confused love that we've taken all of our experiences from culture, from movies, from songs, and from unhealthy relationships that we could see that are in our lives. How many know when you're parenting, you say something, you're like, oh, I sound like my mother, or I sound like my dad. Why? I vowed to never do that. Why? Because it's all that you know. That we have this confused love and we're trying to figure out how to do this because we're looking for love. We're looking for all the wrong things first. And so what happens, if you were here last week, what happens is you say, you know what? I need to find love. I need to find emotional. I need to find uh, happiness. I need to fall in love with someone right away. Why? Because once I give my heart to somebody, then I will be happy. And this is the kissy face emoji, right? This means happiness, right? Then I will be happy. And so if I could just find them, then I could be happy. I'm going to give my heart away. And what happens is, is that when, that, when, the, when the right, when the, if we think the right person means happiness, what happens when that feeling goes away? Well, then they're not the right person anymore. So now I need to find another person to spend some time with. And now, I, you know what? I found another person. We're in love. Weren't you in love like eight times? This is the one, okay? And here I am. I'm in love. And what we want to do at Avenue Church is we want to help you to say, you know what? Whether you're in a broken relationship, whether maybe you're unhappy at this moment, 
Like that gentleman right there, your marriage, God is for you. He's not against you. But if you're in a relationship and say, you know what, I'm not asking you to get rid of the person. I'm not asking you to throw it all away. I'm asking you to kind of take a time out to say, let's work on the spiritual. Let's work on the spiritual. Let's say, you know what, God, I'm going to sit in you. I'm going to place my identity in you. Because here's the problem in relationships. We say, you know what, I find my identity in him. I find my identity in her when we need to say, you know what, I'm going to find my identity in Christ Jesus. I'm going to find him in Christ Jesus. When someone comes into my life, we say, hey, I think I like you. I think I'm going to have a relationship with you. But why don't you come sit? Why don't we have a firm foundation in Christ Jesus? Because after you begin to go through that relationship, then you begin to go into what we call the social then we spend time with them. Then we get to do life with them. Then we get to say, you know what? I'm going to get into a group. You know what? I'm going to get people together and say, hey, I kind of like that person. You know, I'm going to keep that in my heart. I'm not going to tell. Yeah, because it drives me nuts. It was like, I like her. I like her. I like her. I like her. Somebody said you like me. I don't know what you're talking about, you know? But you know what? I'm going to get in a relationship with a group of friends, maybe here at Avenue Church, on the A-team, in different areas. We're going to go to a restaurant. I think I'm going to love this person. Maybe they're for me someday. But when you get to the restaurant and they're like, you're like, maybe not. I think we're okay. I think we'll find somebody else. It's all right. I'm just going to do relationship. Because after you do the spiritual, and then you have the social, then you begin to realize who they are. Who they are. Because when we get into the emotional too quick, we think we know who they are based upon movies like Twilight, The Notebook, The Vow, all those different things. When we say, what has God placed in you? What's God's calling on your life? What's his purpose on your life? I always said, if you're married, this is the stage when you, you do life together and you go, oh, you, you do that? Like, I didn't think that happened to girls. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think that happened to dudes. Like, what's going on here? But then you get to know them. You begin to know them, and once you begin to know them, then you say, you know what, I'm going to give them my heart. I'm going to fall in love. And when we do it this way, it becomes a firm foundation in Christ Jesus, and then we can get married, and that's the kissy face. Then we get to have that happiness. If you're single in this place, I encourage you, please don't go from here and skip the social and begin to give your heart away. Let's start here, and let's go on this journey. Get a, uh, he's coming. Don't worry, but let's start here. Let's not be in a hurry. If you're in a broken marriage right now, and you're like, man, I'm going to throw it all away, I encourage you, and you're saying, my husband or my wife is not fulfilling this, I'm going to say, time out. Let's just bring you back here into the spiritual. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But so many times we really think that if, if, if I'm in them, then I know who I am. And Jesus say, no, get in Christ, then you know who you are. And so we're going to go through this pyramid all throughout the series. But I've got to give you a transition because here at Avenue Church, this is big to us. We're, this is no God because we have steps here at Avenue Church. No God. We want you to know God because when you begin to know God, then you can be able to find freedom. That God can heal your past relationship so you can have a healthy future relationship. And then we want you to have that social. And that social is where groups come in. Groups, groups, groups. I got to tell you, we're not doing groups because that church is doing it and it's so popular. And if we do groups, we're going to grow our church. We're doing groups because Avenue Church is not a church with groups. Oh, they, they get together in groups, I guess. Um, you know, I just attend and that's just what they do. No, we are a church. We are a church of groups. As we grow bigger, we're going to grow smaller at the same time. But the reason is, is because you got to be careful who you do life with. 
got to be careful who you do life with. I want to encourage you. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friend's marriage and I can show you your marriage. What does that mean? Does that mean we, we back off people and say, you're not a Christian. Get away from me. No. It means we still love them, but we got to work on our spiritual, get on our social, and work our way up into that journey. i got to show you one more illustration, because I believe illustrations are powerful, and uh, we're going to have a few of these during this series, because it also helps me out, too, when we're talking about love, sex, and relationships. But here's maybe you're a single person, and maybe you've found Avenue Church, and you call that a place to call home, and this is you. Right? you got clear water in here, and this is you. And you're saying, you know what? I, I, I enjoy being single. I enjoy where I'm at. This is a great place to be. I'm going to get into growth track. I'm going to join a group. Uh, man, I'm going to serve on the A-team. I'm going to do all those different things. I'm fine with being single. It's just me and Jesus, and the, he's coming along someday. She's coming in, into my life someday. But now here kind of what happens is after a Valentine's Day comes by, after a single awareness week shows up, right? And after another family function, and aren't you, aren't you with somebody? You're like, shut up. No, I'm not with anybody, right? And then after another Valentine's Day appears, maybe after your good friend now starts dating somebody, oh, I'm so happy for you, right? You're like, die, die, right? And you're going, you know what? I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start thinking around. I wrote this down, that, that, that you allow your desire to lower your expectations, so you're saying, you know what, I was looking for a godly guy, and, and I'm looking for a place to go, but right now, uh, I'm looking for anybody with a Jesus tattoo. That's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for something. And we begin to find somebody who doesn't know God. We begin to find somebody who hasn't experienced freedom. And as I go through this illustration, I want you to understand that Avenue Church is a place where you can belong before you believe. It's not a place where we say, you, you, you know, no, no, in order to come to church, you got to look like this. You got to be pure and spotless. Well, guess what? This here is the A-team. This is me. This is us right here, right? We're all messed up. We're all not perfect. We're all trying to discover who Jesus is. We're all doing life together. But here's what happens is we say, you know what, I found a, a great guy or I found a great girl and, you know, I'm going to start a new ministry, Pastor. I'm going to lead a group called Flirt to Convert. We're going to bring people in. <laughs> we're going to help them out. We're going to minister to them in Jesus' name. And we will, we will, we will disciple our men, right? We will disciple our ladies. And what happens, though, is the Bible says to become one flesh. And so we say, you know what, I'm going to make an impact in their life. I'm going to try to affect them. And what happens? Typically nothing. Why? Because we don't have the power to change them. Only God does. We don't have the power to change our husbands or our wives or our dating relationship with those we're with. Only Jesus does. And to me, that gives me great comfort in knowing Jesus is the author and finisher of their faith. Jesus can do a work in their hearts. But the Bible says when you do life together, two become one flesh. And what often happens is that when we try to change them, they begin to try to change us. And that dilution comes, that we start to dilute, we start to uh, embrace their lifestyle, embrace what we do, what they do. And then what we have to do is we have to go through the filter of God. What we have to do is say, God, I'm going to pray for them, but I pray they go through the filter of Jesus Christ. If you're in a broken relationship, broken marriage, and you're like, this is my spouse right here. They're jacked up. They're messed up. I am so sick and tired of this. I'm this right here, and I'm doing all that I'm supposed to be doing. I need you to fix them. I need you to do work in them. Here's what you need to do. You need to get into the filter. You need to get into the filter. Why? Because two become one flesh. And as we go through the filter of Jesus Christ, now notice 
This is a filter system. And I love this because my mother-in-law has one of these. And I think this was hers, right? But uh, my mother-in-law has one of these. And I was at their house and this was empty. And I was thirsty. So I came up to it and I was like, how do I do this thing? And I put water in it. And water's up here. It filters in the middle. And I was like, okay, where's the water? Light, it needs to filter and get clean. I'm ready to drink now. And I found myself getting impatient. But that happens to us. We say, okay, Jesus, I went into the filter. I'm ready for relationship. Okay, Jesus, I went through the filter. I'm ready to get my heart away. And Jesus say, no, we need to spend time in the filter. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. It's a journey that we have to take in Christ Jesus. And I got to tell you, this is not, if you're in this room and you're here at Avenue Church and you say, you know what, this is a place that you said I could belong before I believe. This is a place that I can begin to understand who Jesus is, begin to know who God is. I'm not ready for growth track. I'm not ready for the A-team, but I'm going to come every week. This is not, don't date Christian. This is not like, if you're not a Christian, how dare you belong here? I want to give you that disclaimer. What it is is, hey, why don't, before you get into relationship, I know you're lonely. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to get into the filter of God. I want you to get plugged into Avenue Church. Read your word. And the reason why is because it's not, it doesn't mean like, oh no, you're going to affect other people. This means let's stop having broken heart after broken heart, broken relationship after broken relationship. Let's allow God to help us to begin with our spiritual step with our spiritual step. There's a study that was, uh, that was uh, made by really smart people, and they said this is what children need in order to become emotionally adjusted adults. So put them up on the screens, and you can laugh if you have kids too, all right? Here's what kids need. They need acceptance, approval, appreciation, respect, comfort, security, support, attention, affection, and encouragement. That's what our kids need in order to become an emotionally adjusted adult. But the problem is, many of us never received that growing up. In the 80s, we were like, I didn't feel like I had security and comfort and respect when I was going down that slide. <laughs> but many of us didn't receive that. And the problem with that is that we haven't become emotionally adjusted adults, even though we are adults. And when we find somebody, we say, I need you to fill those needs. I never got those needs growing up, so I'm demanding you to fulfill my acceptance, my approval, my appreciation, my comfort, my affection, my encouragement. And I gotta hear, I'm here to tell you what you idolize in the beginning. If I just find somebody and they give me those things, if I, if I idolize that, then you will demonize that in the middle of your relationship, in the end of your relationship, and over time. You begin to resent that person and say, that person never gave me security. That person never gave me acceptance. When we find someone, we demand that. And then when we don't receive that, we hate them. Oh, I hate that person. I hate my ex. I hate who I'm with. Why? Because we need to understand that you can't get your identity in Christ through them. You got to get it in Christ. I had to learn a long time ago that culture begins to teach that if they can't make you happy, you can leave them and begin to cycle over and over again. I don't feel like I should be with them, so break up and then get together. Break up and then get together. I wrote you notes. Where were the notes? They were right here. I love you. Break up, get back together. Break up and get back together. Christ is my source and people are my resource. Christ is my source and people is my resource. That I'm going to turn to Christ for my identity. Then I'm going to turn to social for my affirmation. Christ is my identity. And as I begin to work through the healthy way of having 
a relationship. That we always think that the right one will begin to make us feel right. I got to give you a disclaimer. If you're in a relationship, what's hard about doing a series on love, sex, and marriage is that we don't know every story. We don't know every situation. But if you're in a relationship and you're abused or if you're with someone who is cheating on you, you need to leave them. You need to leave them. You need to tell a friend, tell somebody, call the cops, and you literally need to say, bye, Felicia. Why? Because that is not how God intended it for it to be done. God intended for relationships to be done together. If you're here in this room and you have a healthy relationship, you have a healthy marriage, you're like, why is he going to be talking about this for six weeks, right? I've already done this. And maybe you're in this room, you're cheering me on. You're like, come on, pastor. That's what I'm talking about. I'm here to encourage you. If you have a healthy relationship, lead a group. Lead a group. You have no idea what the power of someone simply observing your marriage can do for their marriage. You have no idea what what it'll do for young adults, young people that say, say, you know what? You have a healthy relationship. You have a healthy marriage. I need to see that in my life. All right? Lead a group. Lead a group. Groups are uh, next next Sunday. We have signups for small groups. But here's how to be complete in a relationship. Write this down if you're taking notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly now. Colossians chapter two verse six. And now, just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. You must continue to follow Him. At the end of this message, at the end of every message, we're gonna ask you, Hey, if you want to follow Jesus, you want Him to be Lord of your life. You can raise a hand. You can you can pray that prayer with me. But what we want you to do is we want you to text the word accept to our number, 77453. And the reason why we do that is because we want to give you tools and resources to continue to follow Jesus. We want to help you to follow Jesus because once you know God, then we can define freedom. Then we want to begin to find freedom. Verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on Jesus Christ. Let your lives begin to be built on Jesus Christ. We're going to build upon our firm foundation in Christ Jesus. And then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. I love this. In the truth that you were taught, not the lies of the world, but the truth that is in his word. And you will overflow with thankfulness. That blows my mind. It overflows with, with what? With thankfulness. Thankfulness only comes out of healthy people. Thankfulness only comes out of healthy people. I don't know if you've ever encountered someone who's so thankful. They're like, you know, I love my house. It's not the biggest house, but I love it. I'm thankful for my house. I mean, I got a car. I love my car. It gets me from point A to point B. And you're like, it sure does. Like, like barely, right? And they're like, no, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm so grateful that God sent me. I sent, oh man, back up, Jeremy. That God sent her to me. I'm so grateful that she's in my life. We're so thankful. Why? Because thankful people are healthy people. If you're not healthy, then you're envious. I don't have a big enough house. Why? It doesn't make me feel happy. I don't have something that's big enough. My car, it's terrible. I need a sweet car like a Trans Am, or I need something with the trucks and wheels and power. I need something else. You know what? My wife, she's fine. She's all right. But man, if she, if she could just do this, if she could just improve, and you know what? I'm just I'm thankful for my wife. I got to tell you that being thankful helps you to appreciate what God has given you. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, he's continuing on, and this is what he says, for in Christ lives all. Turn to your neighbor and say all. 
all right, lifts all the fullness of God in a human body so that you are complete. So you are complete through your marriage. Some of you are like, does it say that up there? Like, what does it say? He's got the, he's got the I know he's deaf, but I think he could read, right? <laughs> so you are complete through my marriage. So that you are complete in that dating relationship. This is 11 o'clock service. So, so you are complete in your bay. Did I try that? Does that? So I'm finally in a relationship. I can be complete. And this is what the Bible says, that you will be complete through your union, through your relationship, through knowing who Christ is. Only Christ can complete us. How many of that movie, Tom Cruise, where he's like, you complete me, right? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> Jesus completes you. No, she didn't say that. She's like, you had me at hello. Remember that movie? Terrible. I know. Just... Maybe you didn't see that. That's cool. If you're single in this place, I want to encourage you, and I want to say kind of a bold statement, but just to encourage you, that you are complete. When you are complete in Christ, you will look attractive to someone who is complete. That God's going to say, you know what, let's, let's bring some people together. You know what, let's do something amazing. That don't look for someone to fix. Some of you are fixers. That God has sent me to, I'm going to, it's going to be like a great movie where I can come in. God's saying, no, 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 no. No one can fix, only what God can heal. Only what God can heal. So if you're here and you're for the first time, I want to encourage you today. You're like, I thought it was a one-year party. We're talking about sex, love, and marriage. Why? Because it's much needed. But if you're here today and you're here for the first time, or maybe you've been coming for an entire year, I want to encourage you today to give this a try. To fall in love with Jesus. It's not like, dump him, get rid of him, get out of there. No, it's saying, you know what, let's time out on this. And let's just, let's, let's begin to fall in love with Jesus. I want to encourage you, will you give Avenue one year? We're one year old today. Will you give God a year? Will you give God a year to say, you know what? I'm going to come every Sunday. I'm going to take notes. Someone once shared with me. It was the middle of the week, and she couldn't sleep. It was late at night. She was struggling. What did she do? She pulled her notes out. She began to read her notes over the last Sunday's message. Get on the podcast. Watch us on YouTube. Hello. Come every Sunday. Get in the growth track. Get in the growth track. We're trying to find people to give us purpose when God says, I've already given you purpose. I made you on purpose and for purpose to make a difference. Get into growth track. Step two today, selfish plug. Serve on the A-team. That brings you fulfillment. Get into a group. Next Sunday, come back and sign up on a group. Find a group that you can be a part of. Lead a group. And I want to encourage you, give Avenue one year to begin to see what God can do in your life. See, God can heal your marriage, heal your relationships, heal you. And to say, let's start over again. In Jesus' name. Write this down. The key to falling in love. I'm going to teach you how to fall in love real quick, and then we're going to close. But it's Avenue's first birthday, and Avenue said we can go a little bit longer today. So if you're a first-time guest, normally we're 60 minutes, but baby, we're ripping into this thing. So here's the key to falling in love. Keys to fall in love. Do you know, do you know what it takes to fall in love? A pulse. Do you know what it takes to fall in love? A pulse. Do you know what it takes to stay in love? All the married people, I need you to help me out here, all right? You know, what I mean? you know what it takes to stay in love? A plan. A plan. Anyone can fall in love, but to stay in love is a whole other ballgame. I asked my wife, I said, growing up, like, who did you love? And she said, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, whoa, right? I said, who did you love growing up? And she said, Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. 
Where are the ladies at? Anybody else? Zach Morris? Now, 9.30 service let me hang, but I was like, every 90s man. Jennifer Love Hewitt? Okay, maybe that's just me. Thank you, brother. Okay, I'm going to go behind this pyramid. Or Patrick Swayze or Tom Cruise or any of those people that we see on TV. I love Noah from The Notebook, right? It's a fictional character. See, anyone can fall in love, but the, the, reason, the way we stay in love is with a plan. And this is what Jesus says in John 13. He says this, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. I got to catch this. A new commandment, love each other. God, what's the greatest one? Like, don't you hit on your wife? Don't steal, don't kill. What's the greatest one? He said, love each other just as I love you. You should love each other. So here's what Jesus did. Jesus took a noun and made it a verb. And if you're like me and you had to look that up, I'm going to help you out here. Jesus took a noun, which is a person, place, or thing. I find love in that person. I find love in that thing. I find love in that place. And Jesus says, no, 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 we're going to take it from a, we're going to take it from now into a verb, meaning it's action. It's action. It is an action that takes on our behalf. Love is action. Jesus commands us to love. See, love cannot be an emotion. We cannot command an emotion. I cannot say today, you will love Avenue Church. I'll decide if I want to love it or not, right? We can't command that kind of action. We can't command an emotion. We have to feel it. That every emotion exists inside of love. How many of you I'm talking about? If you're married, you say, you know what, my moment, I love my wife so much. She is just God's gift to me. She's incredible. And then the next day, you're like, Jesus, if you want to take her, you can, Lord. I will be fine on my own. Jesus, I love you. Take her wheel. Take her wheel, Lord. How many know if you have children in your life, right? I love my son, and I love him most days. Most days. I'm like, why did you do that? I love you, son, right? God, God has a plan for your life, because right now I got no plans for you right now. <laughs> that we have to choose to love for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer. You might say, ah, pastor, I have lost that loving feeling, maybe because you stopped acting in loving ways. Maybe because we stop acting in loving ways. Emotion creates emotion. Say that out loud for anything. Emotion. If I act in loving ways, the response is an emotion. For some of us, we've been married for years, and you're still waiting for that other person to act in a loving way. I will not act in a loving way until they start. You first. I got to tell you, on a good day, my wife, if my wife says, ah, Jeremy, you preached a good word today. I'm like, well, really? All right. And she's like, man, I'm going to take care of you when we get home and I'll make you dinner and I'm going to do all that. I'll be like, oh, baby, man, I will, I will, I will dye my hair blonde. You can call me Zach Morris. <laughs> Look at her. No. <laughs> Why? Because emotion brings emotion. But here's what Jesus said. Jesus says, love each other as I have loved you. Here's what it says in Romans chapter 5. This is how Jesus loved us. Love others as I have loved you. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Love your spouse. Love your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Love family members, those that are in your life. Love them the way I have loved you. How? While they were still sinners, while they were still wrong, Christ died for them. You know, my wife and I, we can have a day where we fight, argue, get upset. That's a tough day. But we have a day where instead we begin to, instead of fighting against each other, we're fighting to serve one another. That's a great marriage. 
I just want to serve you. I want to bless you, not curse you. I want to begin to try to just make a change in life. And not say, you need to change, but man, I'm going to, I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start blessing. And I'm going to start staying in that filter. If you're in a broken relationship and you're saying, they're not fighting for me. And you got friends around you, are like, leave them, leave them, right? I want to encourage you. Don't fight against them, but serve them. But serve them. Don't fight back, but simply bless. That while we were still sinners, we were broken. We were living in a dark time. That Christ died for us. He was beaten, thrown on a cross. But the very people that said, said, crucify him, God said, I've forgiven you. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Let's bless and let's not curse, because grace covers a multitude of sin. You know, last week I said, because we're getting a little heavy, let's back up a little bit, all right? The piano's playing. It's getting a little serious in here. But last week I said there's a foolproof test to find out if you married the right person. I know some of you last week were like, we can come back next week. Right? Should we come back next week? I don't know. I figure, yeah, we should. So I'm going to give you a foolproof test on whether you married the right person or not. I'm going to give you a foolproof test. Marry people. Step one, when you go home today, some of you are like, yeah, step one. <laughs> step one. Stop taking those, babe. Step one. Step one, go home. Step two, find your marriage certificate. Find it. For some of you, you're like, what's that? <laughs> Where's that at, right? Got to call a friend. You have a marriage certificate? Find your marriage certificate. Dust it off. Find it. Step three, look for your name. Like, okay, this is mine. Good. <laughs> Found my marriage certificate. And step four, look at whoever wrote on the spouse line. Whether it's his husband or it's his wife. And whoever's name is on that line, you married the right person. You're like, ah, so cheesy, pastor, but that's what it is. That the moment you said, I do, for better or worse, richer or poor, we're in this together. God didn't say, oh, shoot, they married the right person. God said, I have a plan. I have a plan for them. How do we start acting in loving ways? How do we, how do we start this journey? I'm, gonna, I'm doing a couple weddings this year, and I love doing weddings. And this is a scripture that I love to share at weddings. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's the love chapter. This is what it says. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It's great to read this over again with what we now know today. The love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous, it's not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Let's say that again, right? It is not irritable. It decides and it keeps no record of being wrong. But here's my encouragement. Many of us are remembering our wedding day. Many of you are even in this room like, I can't wait to say that on my wedding day. But we're thinking about a relationship between husband and wife. I want you to read this over again, but I want to put Jesus there. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud. Jesus isn't rude. Jesus does not demand his own way. Jesus is not irritable. Jesus keeps no record of being wrong. And Jesus says, I forgive you of your sins because I died for you. I died for you. I'm going to give you a filter to go through so we can start making a difference. And here's what Paul writes in that verse 11 of that same chapter. Paul writes, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And some of us in this room, 
It's not our fault. We've, we've listened to culture. We've had bad examples or music and things like that. But we have to grow up when it comes to relationships. We have to grow up when it comes to relationships. We've got to put away that Hollywood type of love and childish fairy tales. Man, if I could just find somebody, it's going to be a whole new world. <laughs> a dazzling place I never knew. But I want to encourage you today. Will you put Christ back in your relationship? Will you put Christ back into your world? Will you put Christ as the center? So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to close out in prayer. I'm going to pray over you today. But I'm going to ask you in just a moment, will you take a step? Every single person has to take a step here in this room. You don't have to, but I would love it if you could. But we're all one step away. We all have a unique step to take. So Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for this great church. Father, I'm so grateful what you've done in one year. That God, I know you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think. But Father, I pray for those that are here today. Father, I pray today you begin to give them hope today. That Father, I pray as they sit there in their seats that during this message, if they felt condemned, if they felt guilt, that God, I pray you begin to love them. Begin to wrap your arms around them. That Father, I pray today in Jesus' name, if you're in this room and you're single and you're hoping, I pray God begins to give you hope and a future because reveal that in your life that even you can be content with being single. I pray for those that are here today and you're maybe you're in a divorce or going through a divorce and you're in a broken relationship. I'm going to ask God to touch your heart to bring healing and freedom from that situation, from that person, from that individual. I pray there can be forgiveness in that area. For those that are in this room, you have, you have a marriage that's on the rocks. You're sleeping in separate bedrooms. You're, you're living separate lives. Then I pray that together you can make a decision to say, let's start at that spiritual stage. Let's do it all over, but with Jesus Christ and with one another. I got to tell you what an amazing journey to take with someone. To say, you know what? Let's put our, our, our boxing gloves to the side. Let's, let's try this again. With every head but every eye closed, no one's looking around. Maybe you're here today. Regardless if you're in a relationship or not, I want to ask you will, you, will you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ? For many of us, it's hard to begin that pyramid without that foundation. So with every head but every eye closed, I'm going to ask you in just a moment, you put a hand up, put it back down. If you're here today and you say, I need to accept Jesus in my life. I've had broken relationships because I'm broken on the inside. If you're here today, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to go to Growth Track or be in the A-team. I'm asking you for, to know God so you can begin to find freedom. You begin to find healing in your heart. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one's looking around. But I want you to put a hand up and say, that's me, and put it right back down. Right now, go ahead. That's me. Thank you, thank you. That's me. Put it right back down. Anyone else? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Will everyone stand with me, please? And we're all going to pray a prayer together. Everyone stand with me, please. Everyone stand. Everyone stand. I want us to all pray that prayer because we had a lot of hands that went up this service and last service. We're all in this journey together. So will you all pray this with me? Bow your heads, close your eyes. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I am. Today I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. You were raised for me. Now raise me to new life. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Today, I am born again. In Jesus' name.
And everybody, dance!